0: Hello and good morning. Joe Justice here with the Kanawha Valley Hustlers podcast. And I am greeted today by Margaret Ann O'Neill. She is the president of the United Way of Central West Virginia. And I want to thank you, Margaret Ann, for being with me today. And I want to ask you the same thing I ask everybody when they join me at the, on the Kanawha Valley Hustlers. What's your hustle?
1: <laughs> well, I love being called a hustler for one thing. That's that's kind of uh, my hustle is raising money, and so for whomever or whatever the cause. And you know, people have said they cross the street to keep from talking to me because they're pretty sure I'm going to have my hand out for something. My current hustle is the United Way of Central West Virginia, which is quite an honor to raise money for.
0: I bet. Well, tell me a little bit about uh, for anybody that's not familiar, what does the United Way do?
1: Well, we're a nonprofit organization, and and really to. Um, Segments And so we fund other nonprofits that apply to us through their um, very specific programs. So health, education, financial stability, and the safety nets that most people are familiar with, the things that often catch us through crisis, like the Red Cross and the Salvation Army and shelters, etc And so we fund them um, based on on their request for that programming, and they have to be in our footprint. So we're all Putnam, Boone, Logan, Clay, and Braxton. And then we do work directly out of our office, such as our Equal Footing Shoe Fund, where we buy shoes for kids within the school system at the request of a teacher or counselor. So very direct and specific um, need-based with our Equal Footing Shoe Fund. Last year, about 1,200 pairs of shoes went out our door to kiddos across our footprint. And then we operate West Virginia 211, which is um, West Virginia's information and referral network. And, you know, we encourage any of, of your audience that may have challenges if you think 211 is information like 411 but not emergent right so it's your personal emergency maybe your power's been disconnected for some reason or you need to locate a good child care facility or you need to know where the health department is or you need to know where to get a vaccine you can call 211 from anywhere in West Virginia and you're going to get a real person in a united way office across the state that's going to try to direct you to services closest to you for what you need at that particular
0: moment Oh, that is very cool. I was not aware of that service. Okay. 211 is awesome.
1: Um, the United Ways took over governance in 2019. So timing is everything. Um, in 2020, our calls went up about 400% due to COVID. And it really kind of maintained um, that increased percentage, I think, for kind of post-COVID things, right? People are still challenged a little um, out of the pandemic. And so we're still seeing a lot of calls for a lot of help, and we're happy to do it.
0: Sure. So, and now that, so then the 2 one that's for, um, you know, you say things like if you need like a homeschooler or, or so vaccines. So not so much,
1: yeah, vaccine, not so much homeschooler. It would be resources that we have. Okay. So do you think food pantries, food, okay. um, assistance for utility or rental um, help, you know, a lot of folks still just haven't got quite caught up if they missed um, months of paychecks. Yeah. Lots of calls about how to access housing or centralized assessment for those who may be close to eviction or have already experienced eviction. Um, we work closely with case managers and um, health care facilities because, you know, the the social determinants often relate back to the social ills and challenges that people have. And so we want to make sure people are fed and people have access to resources that may be available to them. And so 211 is that gatherer of resources gotcha. um, by zip code. So that's how we roll, Joe, okay. is, is if we we know your zip code that's the first thing we ask you and then after that we kind of know where you are so that we can direct um you to what's closest we don't want people to have to travel
0: miles and miles if
1: there's something closer to them that meets their need
0: that's great and and tell me margaret how does the united way of central west virginia relate to i'm sure that there's an international united way organization right so how are they interconnected and and how do they link together
1: it's a great question so it's united way worldwide is our parent um, umbrella if you will and we are worldwide you would um, not be Unusual to be watching a disaster in another part of the world and see that United Way active in that disaster. So it's what we've been doing for a long time here locally as well. Um, And so in West Virginia, there are 12 of us fighting the good fight all over West Virginia, about 1,600 worldwide, and we're a member of that organization. So... People say to me a lot, how much is, you know, where's that money go, and where's the money go for a donor, and you know, we're happy to say that we pay one percent of what we raise to the United Way Worldwide for that membership, and that gives us access to the most recognized nonprofit brand in the world. And you and I were talking about that. That brand is super important, Um, and so you know, it's it's lots of marketing training, lots of administrative and governance training. They hold our hands through, you know, things that might be difficult, like COVID, um, where we were able to receive some direct funding from them, but typically. We run autonomously in the communities that we serve, and so that's why in West Virginia, you know, we try to cover from both panhandles all the way to the south and all points in between.
0: And Now, I'm sure that there are specific needs in West Virginia, especially Appalachian kind of in general. What kind of, what's the typical kind of needs that are kind of unique to the region?
1: Well, you know, I still think we see so many things related to substance use disorder um, in West Virginia, and so that that not, I won't say there aren't other states who are experiencing that, but that does set us apart a little bit because we had a little bit of generational poverty before that. Um, and that's just kind of extended the challenges that some of our more rural and, and, and folks that don't have access to a lot of resources um, are really struggling with that. And, and my personal, you know, the, the Margaret answer to that question is we have a big education problem. Um, and although we love the department of education and and partner with them often and schools across the state it's really hard for kids to learn and pay attention when they're hungry or they may have on you know three days of the same clothes or they may be real uncertain of their living conditions when they get home so you know the marriage for united ways and education is how can we support those teachers and educators to take a little the burden off of them for their basic needs for their students and so we work closely with their counselors they call us often Um, sometimes we can get the water turned back on sometimes we can always find food we can always find food Um, in 2023 people should not be hungry especially little people and so you know those think those are those Challenges are greatly related. People, I think, look for hope in weird ways when they don't have any, and you know, drugs and alcohol and others. I I say freely, my addiction is diet coke, and if you were looking my car, you would you would see all levels of empty bottles in the front seat of my car. So, you know, we just have to pay attention to the, the what we talked about. We had this conversation last week with somebody. I value their knowledge, and he said, you know, we we tend to want to get to the root cause, and so it's great to put band aids on and. We support a lot of things that can support people in the moment. But for us, it's, you know, how can we get to the root cause? And so we just recently introduced the United Way mobile market. So we're starting a grocery store on wheels um, thanks to our partnership with KRT. So it's it's ready now to go to rehab, and it's hopefully we'll be back out in – early 2024 to serve the needs of people who can't get to a grocery store in their community.
0: Oh, that's great. I know that there's there's certain locations it's really hard to get to grocery stores, especially in West Virginia. So that's excellent. And I was I was wondering to no, know, um, you know, is there when it, when it comes to you know the the kind of services you're providing and you know when people hear about United Way what's the easiest way for people to join in to help out to contribute to be part of United Way's effort and find out what United Way's up to.
1: Sure well we'd love for you to come visit that's the easiest way Um, on any given day you can stand in our lobby and get a pretty good (laughs) dose of all the different aspects of of service that we provide to people in our community. Um, The you know, I think the thing I love the most is, you know, we joke that we we get to see it all, we get to talk to people who really really need something right now in an imminent kind of way and then we get to talk to donors who have the ability to support us in large capacities and everything in between but we but we stand on it's time talent and treasure right and so sometimes you don't want to give me your treasure until until you spend a little time with us and we have great volunteers there's always something to do we're always stuffing something or filing something or you know we do this thing called dancing with the stars so there's lots of glitter if that's your thing and you want to help decorate we love those those people who want to come in and help us with our special events and then you get to know us and you get to trust us and then you may decide you know that that treasure is important for you to share with us but we love people to volunteer and learn more about what we do look us up. You know, we're on Facebook a lot. We were talking about, you know, how do you how do you share your message with people and, and we do try to hustle that up every way we can, but the easiest way is to come and meet us, right? Um, talk to us, ask the hard questions. We'll do the best we can to answer them. We want to be a hundred percent transparent with people. Um, you know, we're in, a, in an era where donor dollars are harder to come by and mean more to people than they ever had before. Yeah. Um, and so it's really important if you choose or decide that you want to figure out where that donor dollar should go, you know, come visit. And we'd love to share with you not only what we do, but what our program partners do as well.
0: Great. And as we're kind of coming to the close here, I want to talk to you a little bit. You mentioned that uh, you have a little bit of an entrepreneurial background (laughs) as a pumpkin farmer. Is that right? It's one of
1: those unknown facts about Margaret O'Neill that now you know. Yeah, tell
0: me a little bit about pumpkin farming. This is pretty timely because it's October, so I want to hear about pumpkin Oh, yeah, this
1: was big season uh, back in the day. So um, it's a a short, not funny, funny story. Um, I grew up on a farm, was... um, Happy there, that was pigs and cows, horses farming. Um, As I got older and and got married and moved off the farm, my dad, I'm an only child, so my dad let a lot of the livestock go and they gardened. And so got married and came back to the farm and came home one day from my real job and my husband and my dad were waiting to inform me that they had this wonderful idea on how we were going to make all this money. You've heard this before, right? Yep. Um, And so I'm like, great, what is it? And they're like, we're going to sell pumpkins. And I'm like, where are we going to get them? They're like, oh, we're going to grow them. And so sure enough, um, for the better part of five years, We grew anywhere from 100,000 to 150,000 pumpkins. Wow. We sold them mostly wholesale to folks around southern West Virginia and, um learned a lot of hard lessons about being an entrepreneur and that you know it's 24 7 365 and and it's super hard work and that anybody that you know that's successful you can bet your bottom dollar there was a lot of days that they didn't think they would be and you know so when my when I lost my dad when my dad died you know there we lost our hired help and um made other choices in life but it was a great time and you know we were in the New River Gorge area I grew up in Oak Hill in Fett County so it was a great place to grow up and being a pumpkin farmer, as you could win money on that. What's the what's the unknown trivia question about Margaret O'Neill? And I still say my fingers doesn't do right because that's how you <laughs> plant pumpkin seeds is with, with your, your finger. finger. Yeah, and oh, that that's... was my job. And so that was every day when I would come home, I'd go plant pumpkin seeds. And so the, I'll I'll end with that. But my dad died at the end of September, very suddenly, and he and my husband had been shooting for the world record pumpkin and so in my yard not in the farm part but in my yard they had been nursing this giant pumpkin to try to get to um, the world's largest which it did not but it was about 600 pounds when he died and I made them bring it to the funeral home so my dad's casket and the giant pumpkin at the end and um, everybody knew what that was about so it's it was a good time
0: Incredible. Margaret, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you. With
1: you, and, Joe. Now I'm a hustler. I yeah, now that. you're now you're Canal Valley hustler.
0: We have to get you the official t-shirt. Oh, I want that. I really All right, great. That. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today. And from me, Joe Justice, a Canal Valley hustler, I want to remind you to hustle hard, hustle smart, and hustle with a smile.